This week's show is brought to you by Beetroot Pro. Beetroot Pro is a supplement for athletes that helps increase blood flow and improve athletic performance. We'll be reviewing this on the show over the next couple of weeks as we uh, are taking it regularly. And um, we'll be giving you an update on our times and, and how much it's helped us with our training and stuff like that. So stay tuned. So check out beetrootpro.com or check out their Instagram page, Beetroot Pro. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind, yes it's fine, come kick it with me in my imagination, in my imagination, well sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me sometimes and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb on my imagination. today with Sam Hyam who just completed his fourth GC50 Ultra on the weekend. His time of 3 hours 54 minutes 36 seconds. Um, how did the day go Sam and, and how did how'd the race feel compared to other years? Yeah no it um, went really well. Um, got up at 4am, um, nice little prep, about 7 hours sleep, um, had the old peanut butter and toast. Um, started off with a bit of a foam roll um, after a shower. Um, Norm Tech boots for 15 minutes, which are compression, just to get the blood flow to the legs. Um, the event started, apparently it was supposed to be 5.05 a.m. at Coolangatta, and um, got there and uh, no prep, really uh, training, just a 1K walk to it, and um, it kicked off at 5 a.m. and we're all into it. Wow, so this happened earlier in the year at Bridge Brisbane as well. We were a bit late and yeah. no warm-up. and No warm-up, um, so, straight into it. So everything okay? Like obviously the walk the walk and the, the Norm Tech boots in the morning sort of helped you yeah. sort of get ready for it, so... Yeah, no, it's been really good. I've been sort of using those now for about uh, two months. Yeah. Um, just find it's a really good um, pre-start race, sort of um, good way to start rather than go for a, um, a pre-warm-up walk or or run um it's just yeah it just gets your legs fresh and ready to go um so i've been enjoying that had some good research on the internet about it and a lot of athletes been using them so sort of give that a roll cool we'll have a talk about that at the end anyway so we'll sort of explain to everyone how they work and how they link to garmin so that way yep. everyone sort of knows what's going on so you're into the run straight into it there's no warm-up yeah straight couple of leg swings and i thought mm. well this is going to be Previous years, they had um, they gave uh, older elderly people and anyone that was novice runners about a fifteen or five to fifteen minute head start from uh, memory, and I sort of rolled up and saw a few runners from last year um, sort of hanging around the back. So I thought, oh, okay, we'll we'll let them go. And then once I sort of looked at who was around, it was like, oh shit, no more. I'm starting here. So I thought, yep, let's let's get into it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Straight into it. So, what sort of pace did you plan to run? You obviously wanted to go. Uh, speaking to you early in the year and having a few runs together, you wanted to beat your time from last year. 
Um, just go through your time. So this is your fourth one. What were your times from... So 2019 was a four hours, 22 minutes, 23 seconds. Yep. It was a 30 degree day. Um, longest run. Hadn't done a marathon before. Um, very sort of limited training, maybe about three or four years. Um, of sort of five, ten, and um, not even a half marathon of training. Yeah. And just went out there and, yeah, achieved that, which was amazing. Um, that was a pace of 5.16 average and uh, elevation of 400 metres. And then 2020 came in and did um, cracked to four hours, eight minutes and 47 seconds on a 35-degree day. Yeah. Um, average pace of five minutes. And um, that was just amazing to achieve that. Um, yeah. Obviously, a lot more running um, on top of that for that year. Um, injury, pretty injury-free. Um, that was pretty a tough year for me. Um, mentally, so it was good to good to finish on a good time. And that was your current PB for the fifty. Yeah, yeah. All right. So next so year, next year, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty one. Another tough year for everyone with COVID and stuff like that. And this race, I I changed it up. I wanted to wear a, a vest and um, and be a bit more on board with the gels. And the vest just cut my neck apart. Um, the weather was actually only 26 degrees. Yeah. And pace, average pace was 515. I just lost it at 30K. It just, the wheels fell off. Um, mentally, just, I could bring it home. I knew I wasn't going to die in the race, but I had cramping. Yeah. Um, I felt through up to 30K, I gelled well, hydrated pretty well. But I just tried to, to run a race that I'd seen other people do it. And... Like they always say, you you tr- you prep and train for how you're gonna race. Yeah. And I never wore the vest before for that race. So you reckon the vest just um just not used to it and uncomfortable and it so, sort of got to you yeah, over, that, so over that time. At at the pace that you want, if you want to run anything in the fours, a vest is just it's in the way. It's in the way. Yeah. You don't they have um aid stations every four k, and at the stations they have heaps of water, heaps of um fixed nutrition. Um, and if you really plan the race and you've done it before, you don't really need it. I yeah. don't think. I think it just adds a bit more, a bit more too much on you. There's yeah. other ways you can carry stuff that's going to be easier. Yeah. Um, which I did. So this year you um PB'd and you had a different plan of attack. So on the race day, what did you do with? How did you store everything? Like how did so you? So I used a um ultimate direction like a gel belt. Um, you can put your phone in it. You can put some bottles in it. Um, so what I had was I had my iPhone on me. I had two 150ml um, soft bottles. Yep. Um, and I had a cramp fix bottle, not a sachet. Yep. They're really good, the cramp fix bottles. Yep. Um, I think they're about maybe 30 or 40ml. I can't quite remember. Um, and I had my headphones, which I didn't use until the back end. I just wanted to be in, be in the motion, enjoy the race, talk to people. Um, and then I had four Endura gels, um, apple flavor, um, and I had two spring gels, which didn't use before, yeah. um, didn't prep with them just cause I was 6.50 each, but I'd been told that they were the way to go. Yeah. Um, so were they just like a backup plan on top of the ones you've been using? Yeah. Or? I thought I'd, I'd use the Endura gel cause they were safe and I knew my gut can handle them. Yeah. And then the spring gels, um, I'd done some research and they were 100 calories per gel. 
and they were a mixture of like one of them was apple crumble the other one was cranberry but they were like like really heavy food in a gel so yeah, it was yeah. like you're having like an apple pie in one of them and then a cranberry rice in the other yeah insane. okay um but they worked uh so yeah i had a, so with the gels i basically um this year i had a plan of um every hour before the hour up to seven to ten ish k have a gel yeah because i'd sort of been doing research um with the uni course that i'm doing about energy and and how your body works and apparently with your liver of just what i've read and understand that once you burn through the stores of glycogen that your liver produces your body can't absorb the gel properly so if you if you gel before you've used your stores you basically the gel can actually have an effect yeah so you want to basically before you burn yourself out get the energy on board get adequate enough water in with the gel meaning up to about 100 mils per gel and i just basically went in with the mindset going gel before the hour add that gel in when you're up near an aid station and just basically take on water and gel at the same time yeah um and i did that perfectly and then with the cramp fixed bottle i I trained with it and the gels and i thought to myself before i have a cream let's get the salt and the cramp fix on board yeah so i did that at about about 25k so it's sort of the turn halfway halfway yeah and then every once my body and muscles felt tired i just kept sipping on that yeah and with my 150 mil soft shell bottle that i had on my belt i'd had that as my backup if i needed which had hydro um which had the fixed nutrition um x pro yeah which basically is like half a scoop for the 150 mil yeah and that was the extra fuel they're like add they're like as a gel yeah, yeah. they say so i added that in when you have your sip of your um fixed um uh it's like a vinegar sort of watery yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gross yeah. but you need to have water with it yeah, so yeah. it won't get into your bloodstream properly it's terrible stuff though eh? it tastes gross but if you got a cream yeah it, it, works. it works so i thought before i get the cream let's get on so that was your game plan just to stay ahead of everything that happened the other year stay ahead yeah. of it and not yeah. let it happen this year so that, that's pretty cool so that's something to take on board for everyone yeah. i guess um, how they had the weather affect you at all this year? Like it wasn't as hot as they thought it was going to be, and all your training right up to there was like thirty something degree days. So I made it a, a mission of mine to get out on the hottest days <laughs> and get training, yeah. so I could get used to it. Um, yeah. I bought a fractal um, Legionnaire's hat. Yeah, ridiculous. Couldn't best, miss you. Best thing I bought. Whether and it was pissing down with rain at the start. Yeah. Least I knew that I was sun smart, and I bought some of those Gouda sunnies. Yeah. Riding sunglasses amazing yeah totally recommend um so yeah i just planned well had the glasses had the sun safe had the magnet the um the gels the water um i just had everything ready to go and and having it comfortable on your body is a must um and gingy socks toe socks amazing to highly recommend them um and then i had the alpha fly kipchogis on yeah um so the first year you've worn them you bought them specifically for the 10k race back at bridge to brisbane yeah i pretty much bought them on the on the i just seen them in every race i went to yeah even the gc 50 years prior yeah and i thought they were if they were i'll spend the money and you'll know when you put them on and as soon as i ran in them i thought wow like these shoes are worth 360 bucks yeah and you're trained in them as well so you got used to them them. got used to them um pb'd um in them 
for most things other than the sunny coast. Yeah. Um, but I wore them PB'd on my 5, my 10, um, 42 and 50. Yeah. Flying it's... So 5k to go, there's no issues this year. Um, you could feel the finish line coming at, at 45 clicks in. So I knew I had a bit of a... This is funny, I haven't told anyone this yet, but I had a bit of emotional side in me at about at about 35k. I thought to myself, wow, like I'm, I'm past that 30k where I burnt down. Yeah. And I, I literally thought to myself, like shit. It's happening. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's happening. And, I, and it actually, I gave myself, must have been a bit of an adrenaline thing. And I felt like a bit of upset. Yeah. And I was like, no, don't be upset. Like, let's let's go hard. Let's PB on the 42. Yeah. Because I thought, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on song here. Like, yeah. I'm feeling strong. I've got two gels left on board. Let's crank a gel in before the 42. So I cranked my cranberry one at, it was right where you come off the timber um, stepping. I, the chick got a photo of me, but I never got the professional one of it. But yeah. I'd seen that, and I turned around, and I was just like, Rah! Yeah. And then I knew there was no one behind me. There was only people in front. And I thought, let's just start hunting people down. Yeah. Um, a little bit on that, actually, um, speaking of hunting people down, this is great. And people that listen to this podcast will love this. That Trent Harding, um, a.k.a. Bones, this Bones. guy is an absolute legend I've seen him there three three times this year and all this year that we've been chatting through Instagram. Um, he's a great guy. I've been following all year and he's just he just adds this no bullshit, let's get out and get it done policy. Yeah. And I thought to him, this year I knew he was going for a sub four hour. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to find him and I want to be near him. And it wasn't until I seen him on the coming back of the first lap, I said, I'm coming for you, mate. And he goes, come on, brother, let's do this. Yeah. And then... I seen him again when we come in when I was going to do to begin the second lap. Yeah. And the missus was there and I seen her and she's like, Do you want this gel? And I said, Nah, nah, I've got plenty of gel on board, I'm feeling good. And so I said to him, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then I thought, shit, am I gonna get him? Like I'll just keep on this pace yeah. that I'm on. I was like I was hitting four forty twos average and I thought, fuck, this is great. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, it was coming to the where the timber is at. No, before then, it was near where the boats come in, but it was basically probably oh, maybe five k to the turnaround to come back. Yep. Of the last lap, and I seen him, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm, I'm, he had a, I think he had a red shirt on. Yeah. He did. He had a red shirt on. And I thought. I'm catching him. So around 17k mark. So you had 5k to the turnaround. And no, then, no, so this was on the second. So this was about, oh, okay. what's that, like 30k maybe? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, yeah. And I seen him and I thought, I've got to get him here. And then I we actually got up to him on the hill at Cooley, the big hill that yeah. everyone does. Yeah, yeah. And I got him to there and I said, I didn't say anything. And then he looked and he goes, hey, brother. <laughs> and I was like, he goes, he goes to me, how you going? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And I go, how you going? And he goes, oh, I'm cramping. And I was like, oh, mate, I've got cream fixed. Do you want it? He goes, nah, I got it on board. And I thought, he's, I look at my watch and he's doing five minutes. And I thought, fuck, this is too slow. Yeah. I come on the hill. I love the hills. So I thought, nah, yeah. send it over the hill, yeah. past him. And um, that would have been a great feeling. Like, oh, yeah. Um, at that stage of the race. I come down, back down the hill, just let my body just run over it, just go through. And, I, and as we come, there's like a bend. And I look around and I'm thinking, shit, I'm, he's not there. Gone. So I just, Kept that pace. Um, my watch. I didn't. The race pro plan didn't go to, to, to work. So yeah. I basically was just going off looking at my watch per average k. Yeah. And um, 
and that was working really well. And um, what pace? So go back to the pace plan. You, pace Pro didn't work. You tried to start that at the beginning, and it, and it didn't work. So you basically switched to a different screen um, and just went off that. So what? Yeah. What? What pace did you actually put in that? And what time? So was I wanted that to do. I did a a four forty four four five. So four forty five average over fifty. But I I altered in the plan to start off slow yeah. and then finishing stronger because yeah. I did that at the sunny coast and it worked well yeah. but I thought if I can just do the average of 4.45 so just keep it in a bit closer um, we'll give it a go and yeah. I thought at the start um, when I left my heart rate obviously adrenaline's up I was hitting like 170 yeah. and I thought oh crap I've, yeah. I've just I've cooked myself already yeah. and then I thought nah just keep going just keep the pace down so I think it was 4.47 first K and then 4.42s, and then I thought, nah, just bring it back a bit. And then I looked at my heart rate, and it was coming back down. I thought, great. Settle it. Let's just yeah. calm down. So no earphones Yeah. up until about 35K. Yeah. I would, uh, would have been about maybe, yeah, about 35K. Once I passed Bonesy, yeah. I thought, I just want something in here. Yeah, so I had the headphones in, and that was, um, just could put some music in, just because I had no one around. Um, coming Once I passed Bonesy, I just... It, yeah, there was no one I could see. And then basically, as I kept the pace up, I noticed there were a few people, stragglers, kept me along. Um, and then I hung behind one guy for a couple of K, and I thought, oh, I'm stronger than him, past him. And then it was pretty much near the finish. I picked up um, about three more guys. And then coming into the finish, there was one guy, I had a, a passed him on the actual carpet, and yeah. I looked, and he only had like a, um, a like a. I think it was either it was a dark blue, it was either a relay, or just a twenty five k. Well, yeah, it must have been a relay. And then he smoked me on the last little bit, but I knew it didn't matter. Yeah. For the position, and then I came in, and I just I was just so excited. I just gave it a big fist pump. Yeah. Um, leaped into the air to get a good photo, and the lady said, "Wow, like no one's done that. That's coming yet." And I was just like, "Oh, whoa! I'm so excited. Yeah. I've just smashed this." Three hour, 54, 36 second. Yeah. And I was just, yeah, super pumped. Um, so that that was an that was 26 degree day um, and then average pace of 4.42 and elevation of 461. Yeah. I don't know if that elevation's correct, but with the big hills in there, it probably wouldn't be too far off. We touched on the heat training prior to the event. The day wasn't as hot as it was going to be, but you went through a pretty diverse no, weather, yeah, weather so situation. It started there. off raining, oh, spitting, and then on the first lap, we were coming into, there's like a, an inlet where the boats and kayakers go. And we come around the corner, no one even gave, there was a guy standing there, no one gave us a pre-warning. And it was like, nearly for me being short, and knee deep in water. Yeah. And I just thought, well, what's going on here? Is it just the tide? It was just the tide? Just the tide um, in, in the morning. And then when we were coming back, it was like that too. Second lap in, it was fine. It was gone. Um but yeah, the, uh, all the volunteers were great. Water stations were fantastic. They had plenty of water, plenty of um, fixed, um, the hydration stuff. And they had they had some cramp fixes on tables, but I already had some on board, which was good. Yeah. So um, so I got your placings here. You came 39th out of 374 race finishes. Yeah. And you got 12th in your age category out of 74 um the age category, you don't mind me saying that? 30 to 39 category? Yeah, yeah, so 12th there. Yep, and you got 30th male out of 271 um, men that crossed the finish line, so that's pretty epic, mate. 
Yeah, and no, I was happy. I've been looking up on the Global Statistics, um, which is a website. It's um, done in Germany, and they'll update it soon. But I reckon for the year for ultra fifty k running for men, I'll, I reckon I might be in the I'll be in the top twenty this year. Really, for fifty k ultra running. Yeah, and then for the world, I'll be around five hundred and something. That's cool. I just eh? had a look at those sort of times this year. Um, yeah. So that's that's a fifty k race. So we'll go back a little bit further here. And um, how long have you been running for? When did this all start? Uh, it's been a so, whole year of PB. So I'll let you just take the stage here and let us yeah, all know so what's happened. I'm originally from New Zealand. I come over in '98, um, and then in New Zealand, I um, year five, I um, did my first Weetbix try. Um, I can't remember the distance, but it's pretty small. But then I did really well in it. Yeah. Um, so I was about nine or ten. And um, got the bug then, and then just through my years of school, um, I just got into sprints, high jump, cross country. Never really got, not never really got any good placings. But funny enough, once I got into high school, um, sorry Ashley, I did race at Kiwi Two for primary school in Christchurch for relay. Yeah. But the the nerves, I've always battled nerves, and the nerves got to me. We never really got anywhere. And then my first proper ribbon was actually high school year 11 for um swimming in the relay for swimming yeah yeah and swimming's definitely not my strong suit well so, you should have more wee picks mate I, I said i i used to have like 11 wee picks when i was a young fella and, oh, I, and so, I was six foot five so you definitely yeah. should have had more wee picks so back then i actually eat wee picks every day <laughs> you just um, have and more. then pre this race i didn't i had peanut butter and, and whole milk toast yeah because i heard that all brown rice is is the go yeah um so, and then a chamomile tea, no coffee. I just wanted to keep the heart rate down. But then through the, this year, I've, um, I've PB'd on my five, my 10, my half, my marathon, and now the other 50. And in the 50, that was your marathon PB on top of the marathon that's, PB this year. That's so right, yeah. let, let's go back and talk all these PBs. And then. So, yeah, Bridge to Brisbane, um, well, the Alpha Fly Nets and came in. Obviously, we got there late because of our Brisbane bus lines or their trains and stuff. Um, ended up coming away, hopping the fence and starting in the joggers, but full send it, just yeah. hammered um, 18.57 for the 5K on that. And then on the 10K finish was a 38.39. Um, so you got a 10K run PB with a 5K PB in it? Yeah. All right. And then Sunny Coast this year, um, great race print, um, pro plan through the Garmin Watch, which is the Phoenix 7X Solar, which is the newest one. We're in Hoka, Clifton 8s, and I PB'd on a 126.31, um, which I think my previous is a 1 hour 30, yeah. from memory. Do you reckon that wearing the, the alphas back then would have been an even better result? I reckon, yeah. So 126, if they say 4%, what's that? It's probably, probably about 2 or 3 minutes. Yeah, I reckon I could do... Next year, I'm going to crack, I reckon, under 125. Yeah, that's I'm crazy. I'm going to give that up go. Wow. Um, and for that, I gelled well, hydrated well. Um, the, I think the average pace for that was around 4.16-ish, roughly, I think. Yeah, it's flying. Um, and then, yeah, so Clifton 8s and those. I've been tra- training in the Clifton's, Clifton 7s and 8s for years now. Great shoe, but now that I've worn wore, wore the Nikes, it, they'll be hard-pressed to go back now. Yeah. Um, Hoka's a great... Um, in the way of they've got some good cushion in them but I find that getting they're not as good every year the Clifton I think it was a Clifton 7s 
or the fives that they did were just amazing. Yeah. And they got worse as they went. And the Ks are getting, you're getting less Ks out of them now. So whatever, they've changed the rubber to and the foam is just breaking down earlier, I guess. Um, I've seen a few yeah, look, Clifton 8s fall apart and that's the new model yeah, too. So. I don't think I'll get as much out. Yeah, you're right. The Clifton 8s, I reckon you'd be hard-pressed getting five, 600 good Ks. Mm. Ones before you get 1,000. Yeah. 1,000 Ks out of them. Um, so hokers are good, but now I've won the fly nets. Uh, fly nets, I reckon you'd be lucky to get 500 Ks out of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, the fly nets are the go, guys. Um, yeah. Your previous, um, marathon PB, you cracked that in the GC50 this year. What was your previous, um, marathon so, PB and where at? Uh, three hours, 26, um, 10 seconds. And that was at sunny coast when I did the 42k. Yeah. Um, so that's the where I, um, I had my half second half PB where I think it was 130 and then I PB'd that on my so I did a one hour 30 for the half at Sunny Coast yep. and that was in 2021 and then I had a um, PB on my 42 at 3 hours 26 and 10 seconds and then this year I beat it um, and did 3 hours 18 and 4 seconds during the GC50 during the GC50 where, where you pb the marathon and the 50 ultra distance yeah pretty awesome so knocked a bit off that yeah. Which was great. Alright, so um, we'll dig into your recovery. You said you'd be a little bit tight today. Um, that's not too bad for running 50Ks at 4.42 pace. Yeah, so I've got this injured toe toenail that I've had come off um, previously. I must be... When I, um, years ago, um, I've got scar tissue on my left knee. I had an injury um, playing TRL. And then coming in... Coming back into running, I always had issues with shins and, and knee in my left knee, and then I went and saw a um, acupuncturist, and he said to um, try change my running style, to rather than I was a wearing out the right rears of my shoes, he said to sort of run on your forefoot on the fronts. Yeah. Um, had weak calves though, so he said you might get sore calves, but you'll basically you'll take away from that strain on your knees. So I changed that over a few years and um, I developed sore calves and then shin splints. Yeah. But I could manage that a lot better than bad knees. But And then obviously I get toe injuries out of it too. But I think the toes is, injuries has been more so from the hokers. Yeah. And, um, and then, and yeah, the it's calves. hard to clear that up and they just keep coming back. So, yeah. yeah. So I've had this finished up with a bad, bad toenail, but that'll probably be coming off soon. Um. The, yeah. Nordic, the Normatec boots, you purchased them a while back to fix an injury prior to this event. Um, can you explain to everyone how they work? Uh, I, I had the, a run with you a while back and you explained to me, I was pretty blown away by it, how it all links to Garmin and tells you to do this in the morning, this at night, or do a full session. So, yeah, go. go. Yeah, so um, the Normatec boots I saw, um, I think it's Riani or the, there's a chick from... Um, uh, Estonia, she won the, the cha- world championship for 50k ultra running this year. Yeah, um, I saw she was using them, and Endo, um, another really good ultra runner. I don't know whether they own them or they get sponsored, but I saw them using them. I thought once I developed this, um, this knee injury that I had just leading up into GC50, I thought to myself, I'm just going to do whatever it takes, whatever it costs me to, to get recovery um, happening. So I purchased them on their Father's Day sale for, I think it was about 1300 bucks, And they basically just 
um, are like compression boots, um, bringing blood flow to those areas because if you have a knee injury, um, your knees don't have, they lack a lot of blood flow. So that's why they don't heal very quickly. Do they um, hold the pressure or do they pulsate? So they, they hold the pressure, but they pulsate up and down okay. throughout. You can basically select your your zones. So you've got your foot, your foot, your shins, your knee, and then your quads, and your upper quads. Um, so you can select your pressure of your zones, and you can go through a, up to an hour if you want. Um, I only do about half an hour. Yeah, um, you said that um, it's linked to your Garmin too. So depending on your workload and your and your, yeah. your load from your runs, it tells you that you need to do this to recover to the back to this sort of level. Is that correct? Yeah. So the Normatech threes have a Bluetooth. So you've got a little control panel, and then you can you can download the Hyperice. That's what they're called, Hyperice Normatech threes. You download the app, and you can control it through via Bluetooth. And in the app, when you set up your because um, you can get shoulder normatecs, you can get neck, hips, feet, um, you can get a whole range of them. And yep. then when you load it up, it, it gets you to load in either your Garmin, you can use your Garmin if you've got a watch, your Apple Watch, your Strava, and your um, your health ID. Yep. And then through that, it'll work out what your load has been, and then it'll give you, a, it's called a hyper smart score. Yep. It'll give you an average score for your day and a score for your week. And it'll basically tell you when you're in critical mode for the week and then when you're in critical mode for the day. And then through that, you do a session and it'll give you a percentage out of 100 of what you're at. Yeah. So do you believe without those, you would have been able to do the same run on the weekend? Look, it's hard to tell because I've only had them now for, um, well, since Father's Day. So, and I've been using them not not every pre-run, but a few long runs and then after every race pretty much and yeah. then before bed they recommend you can use them for about 10 or 15 minutes bit of a game a changer yeah like once you put them on for half an hour and you get them off your legs feel like light they don't yeah. feel heavy yeah um and look the research behind it is is huge like yeah. if you look up online youtube they just swear by it. So say you went for a 10k hit out um a training run where you did a bit of tempo and, and some speed work and come home and you put those boots on, are you fully recovered by the end of the day if it was a morning session? Um, yeah, like, I mean, you, you'd definitely run the next day without a problem. Yeah, and without them, there would be a lot longer recovery, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, like, if you're going to do it on a percentage basis, I reckon they'd, that I think they say 30% recover better, and I'd say it'd be close to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's something that you'll have for a long time anyway, and, and if you've been using it, yeah. Um, you had a lot of, a uh, few injuries prior to this event that you had needed a bit of help with. So what, go through that. So other than what we tapped on with the bad feet, um, which I totally recommend body glide, um, the outdoor one, I use that on my toes this year for, um, for blisters and stuff. Absolutely amazing. Um, for your nipples, use it on the nipples, use it on through your chafing zones. The best thing you money can buy. Yeah. Um, that would be my first thing, prep. Nathan, um, Nathan from the podcast, he, he relies on that to, to get rid of the hot spots in his shoes where the shoes rub the socks. Yep. So basically totally. the, the shoes grabbing the sock and rubbing it on yep. his foot, so he puts it inside the socks. So as you can see, Steve, no yep. no, no blisters, that's an old one. Yep. Um, so absolutely amazing, a must buy, I think it's about 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, and then in Gingy socks, look, a lot of people don't like him. The first, um, first time I wore them, I was like, oh, too heavy, but yeah. I swear by them. 
Um, yeah, yeah, the toe socks for everyone playing at home. That you got a little bit of uh, material between each toe. It keeps them separate to stop blisters. So yeah, they're definite. And then so this year for injuries, are basically battling sort of shin splints. Um, not crazy, but after doing over a thousand case for the year, I guess you've got to have some sort of aches and pains. Um, what have I been doing for recovery for that? I've um, been going to this guy at North Lakes. Um, the places are Cairo, physio, osteo. Um, and I've been getting acupuncture by a man called, um, gentleman called David Summers. Um, highly recommend. He's, he's so busy, he's hard to get into. But I've just been getting massage and acupuncture through him. Been seeing him for about three years now. Um, and then I've also been... Um, from these injuries with my bad right knee, which I'd sort of, I come into on my um, lead up to my race or yeah. lead up to my 10 weeks. Um, I did basically, what you shouldn't do is I, I, I basically started, what was it? It was um, September, October, my sort of my week one of my training started off at 23K for the week. Week two was 32 Week three was 32, and then week four just blew it out, went 65K. Uh, and that was me, pretty much me going, I want to run as much as I can. Yeah. Linked up with you, Steve, and, and the lads. and We we, we did a 25K on, in the rain that in Sunday. In the rain and wore the hokies. I think it was just a bit slippery, and I finished that feeling, you know, a little bit sore. And then that, that next day I went out and ran again, and my knee just flared up, something fierce. Yeah. And that was pretty much halfway through my my lead my my peak coming into my peak of my gc50 training so i had to that was week four did 64 65ks and then week five was 23 and then that was that week was just i I did cross training got into the cycling um which i do regularly um so this year leading up to gc50 i'd done 1100ks running and a thousand k of cycling so then coming in back into it week six I, I crept back up into 34k of running yeah. and then I still was just struggling so I, I tapered it down week 7 was 16k and then I just sort of when everything just started to come really nice motion is lotion mindset I got my mindset good I thought I've got to bring my peak back up into this GC50 need to get the K's in so week 7 yeah it was only the 16 week 8 I bounced it up to 45 yeah. and I said to myself alright this is week 8 45k this is all the max I can get in here I think I had a, I did a half marathon in there by myself on a 35 degree day yeah. and I averaged 445s so you were just trying to hit the pace find that pace zone that you required to break yeah. the 4 hour mark and, so. and I felt good even in that heat and then I taped it down week 9 35k and then week 10 was the week of the GC50 on the Monday I did a 5k run and then Tuesday, Wednesday, I did two 35K cycles. And then basically from Wednesday, I had to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So just work 12-hour days on those and then no training at all. And then straight into it on Sunday. So a pretty impressive year, mate. You PB'd every distance. I'm pretty sure there'd probably be a few other ones in there once you got those um, alpha flies on the first yeah. time. Um, there might be a 3K there that you don't know about or something. Yeah. But, um, on those injuries, I was going to say too, to, to heal the knee at Embrace Life, I got to see this guy called um, Dr. Wayne Haynes. Now, just a quick bio on this guy. He, he has um, worked with Adam Scott, golfer, um, Cadell Evans, a cyclist, um, 
He's also worked with Gary Ablett and um, a, a couple other high-profile names. And I, I only got onto him through going there already, seeing David Summers. So this guy's from um, down, um, down south. And as soon as I, I read his bio, I thought, oh, this is a guy for me. And it was crazy. I walked in. And he said, oh, you walk in front of me. And straight away, he diagnosed I had right knee pain and right calf pain. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I thought, shit, this guy's the go. And he basically said to me, he goes, look, your whole running gait's out. Your hips are out. Um, and he basically, rather than just click, click, get you in line from other what other chiros have done to me, he literally, he got, he's got a doctorate in biomechanical cognitive behavior. So he said, you've just got to get your running gait right again. Yeah. So he basically said, we've got limited time. We've got four weeks to get you right. And, um, and he worked wonders because my knee just got better every week of seeing him till race day wasn't, wasn't a problem. Yeah. And through that, he actually diagnosed that I had the scar tissue on my left knee from previous injury. And yeah. said, look, things are moving around because your hips are out. And then when you get an injury, you use the other side of your body and... So for everyone out there, you know, motion is lotion, but you've got to put your faith in professionals. And unfortunately, we only go to these people when we have a problem. Yeah. But it's like servicing your car. You need to do these things regular. Yeah. And I think once you do, you'll be just better for it. So yeah. um, that's that's a big one. So go and see him, guys. He's pretty new there. Um, same thing again. He's really busy. Cost is not that much. If you've got private health, which I don't, I think my initial was... Um, under 100 bucks and then my secondary was about 80 and then from there on in it was about 50 yeah so affordable yeah um and yeah i'm gonna go and see him again just regular yeah um yeah just to check up on everything but yeah. um yeah so um a lot of people out there won't know you don't you're on strava but you a lot of people um that we sort of see on strava hang out at park runs and things and we all know each other from the 5k part of the the racing yeah. At park runs around everywhere. Um, when will we see you at park run? Oh, mate, I'm unfortunately going to work Saturdays. <laughs> it's going to be a hard one to get out there. But um, and ne- ever done one? No, I haven't. No, no. Never done a park run? No, never oh, done well. a park run. We'll have to see you there. I reckon you'd be a very low 18s maybe, or even quicker on a good day. <laughs> on all out 5K, I- yeah. I'd love to see it happen. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I- I definitely next year, um, with what I've learned um, from doing my course... Um, and then podcasting, um, especially listen to you guys, Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat podcast. It, I think I've, I've learned a lot and following different athletes and stuff. Um, I've learned a lot from that too. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely tap into that a bit more. Yeah. Well, um, congratulations on a great year. GC50 was awesome, mate. And your PBs throughout this year have been so cool to watch you come through. Uh, look forward to seeing what you can produce next year. Cheers. Imagine
for some time. My mind played these tricks on me sometimes, and I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb. Oh, my imagination, I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploiting my mind. Which you find in time, I will find they will shine when they only shine. You can put the time on my show. Extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers.